listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, welcome to another edition of Special Reports on the Legal Talk Network. This is Joe Patrice from Above the Law and Thinking Like a Lawyer. I blanked on the name of my own podcast there, what the hell. So I am the host of today's show, and I'm recording on location at the Westin New York in Times Square, where we're attending Above the Law's Academy for Private Practice. Join me now. I have a few guests. I've got Jeff Benyon, Gina Cho, and Lisa Solomon, who have all done a variety of breakout sessions. I don't think anyone was in the same one, were they? Or no? no. All right. So, yeah, me. oh, Ellie's here now. Congratulations. What's up? All right. Lisa, you had people marching. Yes, I did. What the hell was up with that? Well, ATL said we want these sessions to be interactive. So I said, hmm, what can I do to make legal research tools interactive? So I decided to put together a little exercise to get people moving. Uh, it was, you know, so, sort of after lunch. Lawyers don't like exercise, then. Yeah, it wasn't too much exercise. It was just taking steps forward. So basically, <laughs> basically, I had 10 questions about their legal research needs. The exercise was designed to demonstrate to people whether they would be best off with a premium legal research subscription plan, a low-cost legal research subscription plan, or whether they could make do with free legal research tools. And so if you needed, the more you needed as far as resources, the more steps you took. And so the further ahead you were in relation to the rest of the group, the more likely it was that you should really seriously consider a premium legal research plan. And then after we did the exercise, we went back into the room and talked about some more details, some high points and low points of various legal research tools. Sounds like a Fidelity commercial. (laughs) Um, Jeff, what was your interaction? We didn't think outside of the box that much. We just asked questions, and we tried to involve the crowd. What was the name of your session? Uh, it was uh, cybersecurity and e-discovery, so you know, clearly the most interesting topics. Did you take the personal information of your, of your uh, group and put it online? Yeah, we, we hacked everybody, and we posted <laughs> their social security numbers on Twitter. Just so. to show them how easy it was. Right, yeah. right. Well, now, Gina, you were in a panel with Ellie, so first of all, sorry. Uh, Second of all, how did that go? He made the job extremely easy, because all I had to do was just sit back and let him do his thing, and I occasionally added my two cents. Our interaction included uh, my boss making fun of me. Um, Our CEO, John Lerner, was there, and he had some pointed questions about why I piss people off so much. And then uh, Did you have any answers to that, or...? I, I think it was, you would be shocked how many answers that question has. Yeah. <laughs> I had a whole sonnet about it. And then we also had a question from uh, David Latt. Well, sorry, it wasn't from David Latt. Um, it was a question about our internal tagging procedures, which we fight about internally all the time. Um, and so I, I gave my answer for how I think people should tag things. And I could see Latt in the background almost bursting out of his suit. So, and I was like, but reasonable people will disagree, so... Um, uh, I was not in the room. I guarantee the answer is that both of you were wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, as a purely technical matter, but... I think it's interesting um, that Ellie and Gina were both talking about blogging because one of the things that I've picked up about blogging, I do some blogging myself, one of the things I've picked up, um, and you know, especially from Ellie, who has a loud voice um, in person, but is the importance of voice. And Ellie and Gina both have very distinctive voices in their blogging. They're very different, mm-hmm. but they're, they're both very distinctive, and you can tell when it's their work. And that's very important when you're, when you're blogging. So, because otherwise, you're just 
part of the blah, blah, blah out there. People don't recognize the writing is yours. Right. Yeah, I'm recognizable, that's for sure. <laughs> um, actually, one question that came up in our panel that I think would be interesting from a cybersecurity perspective is, you know, people were asking, one of the questions I had about voice was, uh, it was basically, do, is it ever bad for you to put out some of the kind of negative stuff that you do put out about yourself? I do it to try to, you know, generate readers, but he was asking, you know, I put a lot of my financial information online. I put a lot of my, you know, mistakes that I've made um, with debt repayment online. How vulnerable does that make me? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're putting out there. I mean, if you're, if you're uploading, you know, bank statements unredacted or, you know, uh, medical records with your social security number on there, I would probably recommend against doing that. Uh, if, if you want to make general comments about, uh, you know, I bought a house in this location or something, I mean, I mean that's probably fine. So I, I guess it just depends on how specific you get. Yeah, I do a lot of, I bought a house in this area, and I don't really have a bank account set now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if a thief wants to steal my identity, they can have it. They, they, as long as they take all my student loans, all that stuff with them, they can have it. We finally found a good thing about student loans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're the ultimate protection against hackers. Right. <laughs> One of the big questions for our panel, uh, Gina, was should lawyers blog or not? So why don't you tell our listeners what your kind of ultimate answer to that was? Well, I mean, I think you really have to know who your client base is, whether you should blog or not. I really think it's dependent on who your clients are and also how much time you have. Because as a solo practitioner, you only have so many hours in the day. And I'm sort of now of the opinion that if you only have one hour a week to do marketing or to do business development, maybe it's better off taking somebody out for coffee rather than writing a blog. But I think it just depends on your practice area. Yeah, can I just follow up on that? I do some work as a consultant. And so for me, putting my name out there, uh, being a, a, you know, a niche area specialist, that's helped me a lot on my consultant part. Blogging has not so much helped me uh, find injured clients. I don't get a lot of clients off of it. I do get hired by a lot of law firms through my blogging. What about you, Lisa? Well, um, I have a blog on my consulting website because, uh, like Jeff, I have a little bit of a side business doing consulting. I teach other lawyers how to become freelance attorneys. So when you search for terms that are relevant to my practice area, both of my websites come up very high. Um, I don't have a blog on my law practice website. But I think it does, it's another avenue to let people know about uh, my expertise in the field. Like, I know about legal research, I know about legal writing, in addition to my email newsletter, which I sent to subscribers, and of course I tweet links to it and everything, but um, that's not the kind of thing that's going to be crawled by Google, whereas the, uh, the blog is. And I don't blog that often. I only blog when I have something to say. So, you know, I blogged just a couple weeks ago, but before that, it was a few months. I always have to blog regardless of whether or not I have something to say. Luckily, I usually have tequila, which helps. <laughs> um, one of my points was that since we are blessed to be living in the future, we don't just have to think about blogging in terms of having your own website, writing your own blog posts. We can think of social media as blogging. We can think of Facebook and we can think of Twitter. Um, how much time do you guys spend on social media in a week, would you say? I, you know, I spend, I resisted social media for the longest time. I did not like Twitter. I don't, I think it's kind of dumb. 
so I just recently, you know, just when I started writing for Above the Law, would just retweet stuff that you guys would post about my articles and whatnot. And I, I started noticing like a, a huge return on investment on Twitter versus Facebook. Um, so I've kind of been more active on, on Twitter, but even, you know, I would say now I spend maybe 10 minutes a week on Twitter and 10 minutes a month on Facebook. Good God, you're like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Right, Are you right. kidding me? I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much on it. If I'm not doing something, I'm always on my phone. And if I'm on my phone, it's usually checking email, Facebook, or Twitter. And I love coming to conferences like this because I get to know all the people on Twitter, and then I get to meet them in real life. Like, Lisa, like I met her at the tech show, and actually the first night we all went out to dinner, and I had known every single one of the people at the dinner from Twitter, but I have never met any of them in real life. So it's just really fun. Like, we, sh we shared a room at Tech Show, you know, to decrease our, ex our expenses. We hadn't met in person, but we knew each other from online, so it was cool. Wow. That's, <laughs> and that's going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> a so, room, not a bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you're on Twitter, not Tinder. I, 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 I heard that. Um, so, so, Lisa, how much time do you, would you say you spend a week, though? Um, like Gina... Sounds like a lot. Yeah, like Gina, uh, I'm online a lot, uh, in addition to Facebook and Twitter. I cut my social media teeth on the ABA's Solo Says Listserv. Um, in fact, I, I consider email lists to be social media 1.0. Just because you can't, don't have uh, the rich media, like pictures and videos, uh, there's still online interaction. And in fact, I've made a lot of great friends and a lot of um, gotten a lot of good clients from my interactions on the email list. And Solo says it's been around for 15 or 20 years. I'm more like Jeff. If, if it wasn't for my job, I would almost never be on social media. Um, I'm not social. I don't like people. I certainly don't like knowing about people and feigning interest in what they're doing. Um, however, it's so powerful for what I do. Like it, it's, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't have my job and not be a part of the social media universe. And so I, so I'm kind of reluctantly on it through that thing, for that reason. If I was able to kind of have a legal career without using it, I would certainly probably try. But I think, as Jeff says, like it, it would be a bad legal career. It would be, I would be eliminating my practice. That's so interesting to me because you have like this really big online persona, and I would totally think you're a people person. Like before I even ever met you, I was like, I'm totally gonna love Ellie because he has like this huge personality and he's so outgoing. Yeah, so are you Joe, saying you don't love him though? Now no, that you've I, met him? No, that's, that I, that's I what I get. I think I love him more now that I met you, but you know. Oh, you spent some more time with him. Yeah, Joe, and, Joe and I are friends um, in real life, if you will, um, from long before our Above the Law days. And I mean, we basically hate each other. I mean, oh, not, yeah. We don't get along. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol smooths it over so ah. we can watch football together like men, but I don't want to like know what he's or doing. Or like with people, our group of football watching friends is predominantly more women. women yeah. yeah. But like I don't, I don't care what he's eating. Like I don't, I don't know what he's. But that's not all that social media is about. <laughs> you know, social media really, uh, that that could be part of it, right? But you know what? Some people are foodies, and some people bond because because going out to good restaurants and stuff is something they enjoy, or cooking is is a hobby of theirs. And there's nothing wrong about bonding around your hobbies and and the things that you do for fun. And that's what what I think is one thing that's important about social media is and lawyers use of social media is that to effectively use it, you want to be the your whole person to tie it back into Ed's keynote from this morning, you want to be your authentic self, which means 360 degrees. Yeah. 
I gotta end there. That's just yeah. No, I they, boom. That was that was masterful. <laughs> Tie it back to the original keynote. Well done. Ten points to Gryffindor. So. <laughs> Looks like we've reached the end of the program. Want to thank all of our guests. If anyone wants to follow up, find out more about you, we've talked about Twitter. How do people reach you? You can find me at my website, trial.ninja, www.trial.ninja, or jbenyonlaw.com. Great. Gina? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Gina, J-E-E-N-A underscore Cho, C-H-O, or theanxiouslawyer.com. And Lisa? I'm on Twitter, at Lisa Solomon, and my law practice website is questionoflaw.net. .net, key. And at, Ellie, your... Ellie L- NYC, which no longer really works because I moved out of the city a year ago and live in Westchester. No. But I can't change my Twitter handle. So yeah, it's a shame. I'm a liar on yeah. social media. And you're at ATL Redline. Yes, and yes. I'm on Above the Law Redline. And yeah. I just bought that house, so please click on something that mm-hmm. I write, please. It helps. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This is another edition of Special Reports. Joe Patrice, until next time, thanks for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.